1: All right. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard another great episode of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. I am John Schofield. Joining me is Bill Wagner of the Capital Gazette and Baltimore Sun newspapers. Chris Cervello is our producer, and we are on the road. We're in sunny San Diego for uh, FCOS. We were able to go to the PB Shore Club. We'll bring you a, uh, an interview with some grads from the PB Shore Club later. But first things first, Wags. What a nice couple of games for Navy men's basketball. After beating Army and sweeping them, getting out the brooms, they went up to Lehigh and had a really tough game against second-place Lehigh and kind of changed the order of the Patriot League. Tell us about what happened.
2: Well, yeah, John, Navy men's basketball is playing great at this time. They've won eight of nine now, four in a row, five games on the road, which is very impressive, winning five games on the road in the Patriot League. Uh, The seniors have been the catalyst. Daniel Deaver is playing lights out. He had another double-double against Lehigh, his second in about four games. Tyler Nelson has been stepping up and playing his best basketball of the season. Sean Yoder has been very solid. And I think a big key is uh, Austin Inge has really seized the starting point guard position Is giving Navy very consistent play at that very important spot. So teams really come together. Credit to Coach DeCellis and his staff. You want to be playing your best basketball at the end of the season. That's exactly what Navy's doing. They've got Loyola, Maryland coming in uh alumni hall on Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. It'd uh, be nice to get a good crowd there considering the success the team's having, keep the ball rolling. And uh, it was announced today that the Patriot league regular season finale at uh, Na- alumni hall in Annapolis against Colgate will now be nationally televised. I guess the, uh, Patriot League folks are looking at that as a possible matchup of one versus two seeds and it would be a nice precursor to the uh, Patriot League tournament and the Patriot League tournament
1: as our listeners remember from last year Wags and I had to get on that little shuttle up to the Syracuse and drive to snowy Colgate for that one and we certainly hope that you know some sort of upset happens in the Patriot League tournament and we don't have to go to Hamilton again but Wags, I'm telling you, do you think in addition to Deaver, you, know, like you said, like 17 points, 13 boards against Lehigh, 13 for Yoder, 13 for Dorsey? Do you think Ed has found his like rotation now? You know, with that starting five, Danini spelling inge, Christian Jones doing his thing. It looks like kind of an eight-to-man rotation eight to nine man rotation where like, you know, a lot of teams at this stage of the season have really just found their seven guys. Do you think that this depth and the emergence of some of the, you know, some of the role guys like Benini is, is going to help Navy as they go through the Patriot league tournament?
2: No, without question. I mean, he's definitely settled in. I mean, they, like you said, he's getting, he's got four seniors in the starting lineup, Sean Yoder, Patrick Dorsey, Daniel Deaver, and Tyler Nelson. And then, like I mentioned, he's giving them great play point guard. Then you've got Austin Benini he's a very solid backup point guard. There's not a lot of drop off when he comes in Christian Jones. I'd like to move to switch Dorsey into the starting lineup for Jones. Jones is a nice spark off the bench. He comes in and provides some offense. Now the one thing that's been missing here recently, John, has been your backup postman, Nate Allison, to give, uh, Daniel Deaver a spell, although they're, they're Deaver's playing a high amount of minutes because he's been playing so well, but they really do miss Nate Allison, and I'm hopeful that he'll go back soon, but Ed has done a good job of plugging the gap. He's used the freshman Aiden Keough, who's a big kid, he, and then Tony Atkinson, who's a junior who's been around, he's a big, bulky guy. So neither of those, Keo or Atkinson, gives you much offensively, but you don't need offense out of them. you need to, them to play defense and rebounding. So Ed's done well and then you know we should mention the freshman Mike Woods has uh, come off the bench and played well at times as well, John.
1: Yeah, it's kind of nice to see that and and some fresh faces and I think the freshness of that will really help in particular, you know come on out to alumni hall ladies and gentlemen Saturday at 4 p.m um, against Loyola of Maryland. We certainly hope that we can exact some revenge as Wags has said multiple times on this podcast. The loss to Loyola really hurt, and it was quizzical at the time. And you have the chance in the next two games against Loyola and American to really solidify your spot at second place before Colgate comes in here on Saturday, the 25th of February, and we get to see how we match up against the best of the best. So WAGs, other than men's basketball, we had a really good weekend with uh, men's and women's swimming, and there are a lot of other happenings. What were
2: you keeping your eye on? Well, John, baseball season's about to begin. Navy travels to Charlottesville, Virginia, tomorrow at 2 p.m. to kick off the season against 19th-ranked Virginia. Virginia, a very strong program, regular in the NCAA tournament, and our Navy uh, baseball players need to get things turned around, John. Last year was disappointing, to say the least. It was not up to Navy baseball standards. You're talking about a program that was a Patriot League regular season champion for five seasons in a row between 2014 and 2019, and Last year, they had a losing record, both overall and within the Patriot League. Did not even qualify for the Patriot League tournament. That's the first time since 2010. Had a nice discussion with Coach Paul Kostikopoulos, the veteran. Um, 18 years at Navy now, John. Been around Kosti. Um, He's confident they can get things turned around. They had injuries last year. Guys who were supposed to hit, like Zach Stevens and Logan Keller, did not. Um, So they've got to pitch better. Last season, Navy had a collective team ERA of around seven runs per game that you're not going to win a lot of baseball games giving up seven runs per game. Pitching staff has to do better. They've changed pitching coaches. They brought in the former Lafayette head coach is now the pitching coach. Um, Ed likes a, a freshman that he's got at first base to replace Zach Stevens. He's got a Notre Dame transfer going to play take over at second base. But they need guys like Logan Keller and Eduardo Diaz to hit and produce. They've got three outfielders, two of whom did not hit well last year. So, um Kyle Roush is looking like he'll be the designated hitter. He also did not hit well last year. So, um they got a very good catcher, John Alex Smith, very talented. He'll he split time with Christian Policelli, but now he'll be the full-time catcher. He was one of the few people that had a good offensive season a year ago but navy opens this was supposed to be a tournament down at unc wilmington for weather purposes the game with virginia was moved to charlottesville but then navy will go to wilmington and play the rest of the the two other games as part of this event uh so that's a big deal here uh february baseball john uh, the orioles are kicking off spring spring training the navy baseball is kicking off the season
1: I know as much as I'd like to see Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson and uh, Navy baseball uniforms, I'm just going to have to live with seeing them in Orioles uniforms. And for you listeners, we will have Paul Kostakopoulos and Navy boxing coach Jim McNally on the pod next week. Uh, coach McNally will be previewing the brigades, which are happening next weekend. And Kosti will be breaking down the season and giving us the preview. Wags. Speaking of pretty good sports, doing pretty well this past weekend. Coach Amplo brought the boys up to his alma mater at Hofstra and got a one goal victory, 13 to 12 against Hofstra. But that was not the main story. Two guys basically peppering the net, replaced the nets up in Hofstra, ladies and gentlemen, because Henry Tolker and Xavier Arline went ahead and peppered them to the point that they're probably ripped. Wags, I mean, five for Tolker, four for our line, our line basically stepping out and becoming the number one recruit he was recruited to be, um, in addition to playing some pretty good quarterback. But what were your takeaways, you know, from from that men's game? And then transition, if you can, to talk a little bit about women's lacrosse. You know, we talked to Cindy last year or last week, they went down to Duke, had a tough one, lost to a ranked Duke team, but then turned it around on Sunday and beat Air- East Carolina. What were your assessments of those?
2: Well, first of all, anytime you win on the road, it's a good win. So going up to Long Island and beating Hofstra on its home field, it's a great win. And yes, Xavier line. And we kind of figured this would happen. The more he got comfortable with the stick in his hands, and you know, played some lacrosse games, and got back to being who he is, we're seeing the recruit that was so highly touted. He's dynamic. He's hard to cover. He makes things happen. He's a playmaker. Um, again, career high seven points and. You know, I like that he's dishing off assists. That's why I want Xavier to be the playmaker, the offensive quarterback. Uh, You need that. And you got guys like Tolker and Scalniak and Dane Swanson and the freshman Matt Haley who can score goals. I want Xavier creating. Um, So that was very, very good uh, performance for Navy. And they'll be back home on Saturday. I'll be covering that game at noon against Manhattan. And then. Women's across, I mean, that's a tough season opener. Duke is nationally ranked, always a powerhouse. But Navy played tough, and uh, you know, Navy women are going to take some time to find themselves. They lost a lot of production from the senior class, you know, but they're bringing back some good players. And and I tell you, John, a, a freshman that you know, Cindy had said several freshmen were going to be key contributors right off the bat. Ava Yuveno had eight points on five goals and three assists to lead the victory over East Carolina. So uh, look for some youngsters to really develop. But Charlotte Ryan, the captain, um, she's playing well. Emily, Emily Messines is a player who last season, John, got hurt about five games in. She's a very talented player, and she's going to give be a, definitely a difference maker for Navy women's Across. So looking forward to the women getting home. They're on the road for all of February. Looking forward to them getting home so I can get a look at this squad. And
1: I know that WAGS prefers to get a look at all the squads while it's warmer weather. So, yeah, come on home in March, Cindy Timpshall and Navy women's lacrosse. Good job on the win over East Carolina. And I really like the way that they, um, you know, that they comported themselves against uh, Duke. That's a really tough team. Um, speaking of comporting yourself with – a plum navy men's and women's swimming and diving as i mentioned at the beginning they opened up the 2023 patriot league championships by winning each of the five events contested wednesday night at kinney natatorium up at bucknell um yeah you know, just swimming and diving and has had a great year i know that you know there was a little bit of a hiccup during the uh, during the meet against army uh, for the men, but um, I'm, I'm telling you what, you know, this is a very, very good group of swimmers, and they showed it on Wednesday night uh, for swimming and diving in the Patriot League Championships. Wags, anything on that or anything else before we go to break and bring you our interviews from San Diego?
2: Great, right, well, we'll do a full wrap-up of swimming and diving on the next podcast. It's a, you know, multiple day meet, and they just got underway. Navy got off to a very good start, but We'll wrap that up next week on the pod. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen,
1: let's go to break. When we come back, you're going to hear from me, Chris Cervello, Chris Chizik, and some other grads at the PB shore club in pacific beach in san diego we had a great trip out here we saw a lot of grads out here at fco west the conference in uh, san diego including some navy basketball illuminati like adam teague matt slacky and some others but really a good time out here so without any further ado let's go to our uh interviews with the grads at the pbe short club
0: All right, seeing second fans, a few announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. Let's talk basketball. Navy men's basketball returns tomorrow to Alumni Hall as they take on in-state rival Loyola at 4 p.m. Navy will be hosting Mascot Mayhem as Bill and his mascot friends take over Alumni Hall and play in a game of pickup basketball at halftime. For tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY, visit navysports.com, and don't miss that Mascot Mayhem game at halftime. And then after tomorrow's game, Navy comes back for one final home game of the basketball regular season. They will play Colgate Saturday, February 25th. As WAG said, this will be nationally televised. That game starts at 4 p.m. Don't miss out as the two top teams in the Patriot League take on each other for this regular season finale for tickets. Call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit navysports.com. And then finally, there are still two more chances to watch Navy women's basketball at home this season. Join us at Alumni Hall on Wednesday, February 22nd, as the women take on American University at 7 p.m. Then on Wednesday, March 1st, join us in Alumni Hall as the women wrap up the regular season at 7 p.m. against Lafayette. And to get those tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit navysports.com. Now back to the pot.
1: All right. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Sing Second Sports Podcast from sunny San Diego, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, Chris Chizik, 61 degrees high, maybe 41 degrees low San Diego. And here we are. From the PB Shore Club. Here we go with Chris Chizik, class of O2. Chiz, we've gone a long way back from Don Ops to I don't know, <laughs> PB Shore Club. I'm leaving a whole lot out in the in the interim, but very messy you, middle there. Yeah, why don't you catch us up with the messy middle? And you know, you've you've recently celebrated your twenty year reunion, albeit a little bit late due to COVID. So, from where you were in 2002 to where you are in 2023, catch us up, my man.
3: Started out uh, in Norfolk for a few years. As uh, a SWO? As a SWO. A uh, uh, SWO um, doesn't suck, you suck, but yeah, all right, go ahead. That's true. Uh, went to the USS Cole, ordnance officer, for, uh, for my first tour. Um, brought her over to the Gulf. Uh, after repairing her. Absolutely phenomenal crew on that one. Um, And then after my first tour, ended up here in San Diego. A couple of different tours. uh, Frigate LCS. I was down in South America doing counter-drug operations for a while, a whole bunch of this and that. Um, But honestly, the best thing uh, that the Navy did was sending me out to San Diego and ending up here in, in Pacific Beach and meeting the guys here at Shore Club. Honestly, our, uh, our second home, and I think if anybody, uh, you know, anybody associated with the Naval Academy ends up in San Diego, they hear about this place. So
1: we're talking about this place, and I'd like to introduce Tim, also a member of the class of 2002. Um, Tim, for you, what does it mean for you to have, you know, kind of Annapolis West out here? We were talking before we went on air about what what it means to have a place for everyone to have a sanctuary, to have a place where they can just be them. Is, is this a great place for Naval Academy grads to come and hang out and, yeah, and then talk about what the vibe is on Army-Navy game?
4: Yeah, it is. We always joke around that the Pacific Beach Shore Club is not a Navy bar. It's not a military bar. It's a Naval Academy bar. Uh, they welcomed us in fifteen years ago, and we 've overstayed our welcome ever since <laughs> uh, i've done Sounds most about right. yeah i 've done most deployment going away parties here i 've done deployment homecoming here um we 've had promotions here we 've had people you know get pinned here with their warfare qualifications we 've had right weddings before happen my here. wedding
3: I brought all the all the groomsmen here, and we Sat and we got ready here and drank here before we went to the wedding venue.
1: Oh, uh, like, you're such a romantic.
3: I mean, I, I love <laughs> it about you. Nothing it's nothing <laughs> says love like uh, Red Bull vodka slushies.
1: <laughs> so, Tim, Nail I mean, it. keep walking us through for, from your graduation to today. You've been in the Marine Corps. You're 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 part of that long line. You know, for for you, what does this place mean? Not only for the Naval Academy, but but for the local San Diego economy in that you you can provide a safe haven safe haven sounds a little melodramatic but a great place for people to come and and be a part of the the long blue line
4: yeah and that's exactly what it is you come here and you decompress it's you know we've said sanctuary a couple times but it it's we mean it um one of the owners here is a former marine and is all about welcoming the military into shore club uh, making sure that they have a great space to party and celebrate and just forget about the stresses in their professional life and just enjoy being around their friends and a lot of times their family you know, my grandparents have been here my parents have been here um, this and it's not just to us you know they the, the staff and owners know us specifically but they welcome everybody here from the Naval Academy family it's 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 so hard to explain until you see it and we've had ships captains admirals and you know your e1s and e2s at the same time we've done fundraisers here every time something bad happens in the navy or the marine corps we do a fundraiser here every time something good happens in the navy or the marine corps we celebrate it here you you guys were talking to us before we hit record about army navy
0: um talk to this place as a Navy sports bar right not not just a sanctuary or a home but when Navy's on TV and there are you know a dozen or so TVs in here wh- what does this mean for Navy athletics and for people coming in here to you know to watch
3: and follow Navy athletics I'll I'll jump on again and reiterate what Tim said it's not a Navy sports bar it's the Naval Academy sports bar and 15 years ago when this place opened we were Lucky enough, we were at a a, a place uh, down the street that that used to be the Naval Academy bar that won't be named and that no longer exists.
4: And there's a reason for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um, these guys embraced us with open arms in uh, you know in the fall of 2007. And now you come here, especially during football season, you come here on a Saturday, and you are bound to run into you know newer grads, uh, older grads like Tim and I, and then. Old grads who absolutely
4: like Cervella. Like well, yeah. We walk in, they give us the controls of the TV, they give us the controls of the volume, they give us the controls to the computers in the back for music. They let us walk behind the bar and pour drinks. They And, and, and then the DJ asks us what we want to hear to make sure that it's a Navy sports bar. Like the, the Naval Academy sports part of it is it the the experience is unreal. And not I mean this past year in December
3: we had class of 22 grads obviously so brand new grads who are here and we had a class of 64 grad who made sure that this was the place that he wanted to come to to be able to share those c stories and and you know share that camaraderie with the jos so i mean you have you know 50 50 plus years of uh you know of alumni coming to one place i think that i think that's something pretty special so before we get into where, you know, or how the,
1: the Army-Navy game next year can be experienced here, this podcast is about the physical mission, and, and we all know that everyone is an athlete. So, so, Chiz, I'll start with you before we go to Tim, but, you know, what, what athletics did you participate in at the Naval Academy? And you are now obviously very successful as, you know, a parent, a, you know, a spouse, a professional, Do you still use the lessons that you learned, um, you know, through the physical mission
3: in in your success today? Every single day. Absolutely. Every single day. I was looking to to do sports and then, uh, you know, wasn't the best in the, you know, in the grades and, you know, needed to focus on that. And, you know, first couple of years just scraped by and didn't do really well until my last couple of years. Um, So I will admit I was was an intramural warrior and I was... uh, um, you know, playing field multiple field ball oh, and field softball, ball. intramural champion multiple times over. You look at those things about you know challenging yourself and and you know you're yes, competition is great, but the thing that you should always be working for is is bettering yourself, not not bettering everybody yeah. else. And and there are so many so many things that you do um, you know in your everyday life that that warrant that, but. In San Diego here, there are so many things where you can be a part of a larger community to, to help yourself. And I think Tim Tim can talk to some of these as well. I mean, some of the things that are around here that we've done there, we have the the right here where, I don't know if you guys know uh, PB Shore Club right on the boardwalk here in Pacific Beach, um, the Pat Tillman run. So uh, uh, 5K up and down the beach um, and then ends up here with kind of a big party, but once again, also, you know, celebrating, uh, Pat Tillman and, and his sacrifice, always something in the community that's pushing you physically. Tim, do you remember,
0: we talk about this a lot. Do you remember the first time you were punched in the mouth as a plebe during boxing or having to wrestle? And I mean, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, that, that was an eye opener, right? I mean, that's how you really knew if plebe summer wasn't Um, a big enough wake-up, it was when you took plea boxing or plea wrestling uh, that you knew that you weren't at a normal college.
4: Javaris Turner. (laughs) If you're out there listening, buddy. (laughs) So, we all lined up together and nobody wanted Javaris. And I came from the Marine Corps and I didn't care. And I was just like, hey, let's go. And he's like, all right, let's go. And I bled every (laughs) single class. And it was awesome. I loved it. But, I mean, to, to the credit of the Naval Academy, and God, I hope they still do it because I don't know. But, I mean, you're right. The first time you get punched in the face, the you know, the boxing aspect of it, um, there, there's some value to it. There's some shock factor to it. And then you realize, like, oh, this isn't that bad. It's actually kind of fun. Um, and you figure out how to not get punched in the face as much and maybe punch somebody else in the face a little bit more. I could never reach him because he's, like, four feet taller than me. But... A lot of people can get great educations, mm-hmm. any
1: number of institutions. And for the first time on a podcast, I won't mention the name of, a, of an institution up in Philadelphia on the main line. But, you know, why the Naval Academy? What has it provided you?
3: I'm going to go a little roundabout here. Um, first off, why did I choose the Naval Academy? Why, why the Naval Academy? So my brother... Was two years ahead of me at the Naval Academy, class of two thousand, and I remember meeting his friends and the guys and girls that he was with, and I knew, and I was like, these are the type of people I want to surround myself with. Um, that's why I chose it. It was always something that was in, you know, our periphery. But after meeting, you know, knowing my, my brother who's fantastic and meeting his friends. I was like, this is, this is it. This is, I could, I can succeed anywhere, but these are the type of people I want to surround myself in my life. Um, so that's why the Naval Academy, what has it given me? It's given me, given me everything. And I don't mean that in any like small sense of the word. It's given me the best friends, the best family, um, that anybody could absolutely ask for. My family is all on the East Coast. So out here, my, my family is the family that I choose. And it's, it's mainly Naval Academy people. And the, the fact that I get to surround myself with them every day, it, you know, I don't take that lightly. Um, and then you know, what has the Naval Academy given me? And I will you know, end this kind of in a joking way. Um, I work for a phenomenal tech company here in San Diego. I met my CEO, class of 87, here watching Navy football. That's how I ended up at my company. Mm. And well. my company is phenomenal. My, my CEO is the best. So when my mom would say, Chris, you spend all your time at Shore Club, guess what? She can never say that again. <laughs> never say you go to Shore Club too much because it got me... Connected professionally, that, that like I can take care of my family forever, because I met one of us, and we say it, the ring means something, it really does. The ring means something, and it has taken care of me, and same thing when you know it comes to us having to step up to take care of somebody else, we will:
1: Tim, obviously, anyone in San Diego is going to watch the Army Navy game here next year. And we've heard about how special this place is, but how special was the Naval Academy to you? What should people know about not only the Naval Academy but this place and how it fosters a good Naval Academy relationship? I hated it. <laughs> I H uh, I- T F P bitches. I, I quit
4: my between my sophomore and junior year. Applied to the University of Colorado. Got housing set up, got uh, financial aid set up, the whole thing, dropped papers, was ready to go, Uh, and my sponsor mom was like, full stop. Was it Judy Budensek? No. Liz (laughs) is Yeah, she was like, "The the hell you are quitting. My mom was like, hey, you got a plan? I'm proud of you. My dad was like, hey, you got a plan? I'm proud of you. And my sponsor mom was like, nope, and called in the cavalry, and thank God she did, because I wouldn't be here with you guys and the person I am without her um and a lot of support from a lot of people um for the naval academy side of the house and you know specifically for this place especially with you know y'all's branding right and the, on the off chance that we lose to army occasionally you know we we sing first and we're sad and then we look outside and the ocean's there and we get over it uh while you guys all freeze in philly or new england or wherever you are in the rain and you know and on the other side of the house, when we do sing second, you've never seen anything like it before in this place. And the this, the security all gets a brief here the week of, and they're like, "Hey, as long as they're not hurting themselves or others, they can do whatever they want." And that's for the whole bar. And so they're on the tables, they're screaming, they're dancing, and it's it's at this point, it's not even me and Chiz's experience so much as like just getting to see what's you know. The, the staff here, the owners here, the management here has built, you know, you know with our assistance because um, we couldn't do it without them. Ladies and gentlemen, what a great
1: experience here at the Shore Club. Um, Chiz, Tim, we appreciate you joining us. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll have our next interview. This is Think Second Sports.
0: All right, Sing Second fans, one final set of announcements from our friends at NAAA. Navy men's lacrosse tickets are on sale now. Join us at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium all spring long as the men's lacrosse team plays host to six more exciting home games, including matchups with Army and Johns Hopkins. Speaking of the lacrosse team, the men return to Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium this Saturday for a matchup with Manhattan at noon. And then next weekend, March 4th, they take on Lehigh at noon and kick off their Patriot League season. So for tickets to all men's lacrosse games, whether to get your season tickets or just for individual tickets, call 1-800-US-4-NAVY or visit navysports.com. Now back to the pod.
1: All right, Wags. Awesome. Awesome uh, time at the PB Shore Club. We have some gear. We're even bringing some back for you, Wags, so you can uh, so you can represent the Naval Academy of the West, as they like to call it out here. But Wags, as we go out, um, you mentioned some of the things that you're going to watch this weekend. In addition to um, some home games this weekend for Navy sports, we do have Navy wrestling going for the star against West Point. What else are you keeping your eye on?
2: Well, always a fun event over at McMullen Arena. Uh, the Navy Crab Pot Tournament will be held Friday night and Saturday. Um, so that's always a fun time. They usually get a packed crowd in there for the Crab Pot Tournament. Navy Ice Hockey's had a very good season. So uh, it would be great to go out there and support Navy Ice Hockey in the Crab Pot. That's always a marquee event on the home slate. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, we also have the Annapolis
1: Touchdown Club dinner tonight. WAGS has always played a very huge role in that. And in addition to honoring a Maryland football player, which I went one year and you honored Vernon Davis. I got to take a picture of him with uh, our mutual friend, Josh Rivers. I was like the smallest human being alive. But uh, who is the uh, the Navy football uh, awardee at the Annapolis Touchdown Club tonight?
2: Well, no surprise, John Marshall. He had a tremendous season. He'll receive the Tony Rubino Memorial Silver Helmet Award a very long-standing prestigious award that has names like Bolino, Stallback, Keenan Reynolds of the Navy football podcast. Uh, they're all have their names on that award, which goes to the most outstanding player at the Naval Academy annually. And John Marshall is very deserving. He set all sorts of records for sacks, tackles for loss, just a tremendous season for John and uh, be looking forward to him getting that award that he's earned. And then Tolia Tagovailoa, the quarterback at Maryland will receive the, Louis L. Goldstein Memorial gold helmet as Maryland's most outstanding player. And we also honored several high schoolers, St. Mary's high school is the team of the year, receiving the Jeremy Eris Memorial Trophy. And then we have a very interesting honored guest, uh, Frank Weiser, who's a multi-time Blue Angels pilot. And um, actually, I did an interview with Frank, and he did the testing on the new F.A. 18 Super Hornet uh, before they settled on that as the new Blue Angels platform. He did a lot of the testing, um, and uh, he is the pilot who mimicked Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, When you think you're seeing Tom Cruise in the front seat as the pilot, it's actually uh, Frank Weiser, who's a 2000 Naval Academy grad, and our friend of the pod, Scott Shooter, Shrek, um, who was a weapons systems officer, a backseater, uh, he and Frank are classmates, and Shrek was the one who pulled Frank in, and Frank, after doing Top Gun, is getting a lot of speaking engagement, and he t- he's charging a considerable amount of money for his sp- speaking services, well-deserved too, but he's been kind enough to waive his fee for the Touchdown Club of Annapolis, which is a non-profit charity. Other stuff happening this weekend,
1: ladies and gentlemen, if you're making the trek to the yard Men's and women's track and field are hosting the Navy select meet at 11 a.m. So please come out and watch that Um, on Saturday. We have a big, big, big day. Not only do men's and women's swimming and diving continue the Patriot League championships, which are going on today, tomorrow um, and Saturday, but women's lacrosse is at Monmouth. Uh, Men's lacrosse is hosting Manhattan. Uh, Men's basketball then hosts Loyola. Um, in addition to a lot of other events going on. So, Wags, what's your what's your plan right now? You, uh, you go to men's lacrosse against Manhattan and just make the long commute over to Alumni Hall. Um, that is going to be a busy, busy Saturday. And then in addition to that, ladies and gentlemen, on Sunday you've got women's basketball going up to Loyola. They had a tough one, a really tough one. I'm not even going to say the, store of the score, but they had a tough game uh, against Lehigh. Um, on Wednesday. So let's, let's hope that they can bounce back from that. And then, like I said, Sunday, army, Navy wrestling, the fighting Colats, grabbing a star and going from there. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. In addition to getting back from being on the road for two weeks, had a great opportunity to visit with some grads, Sean Gallagher, like I said, Adam Teague out here, Chris Hoffman. Um, really, really fun time in San Diego. So I'm looking forward to getting back there on Saturday and watching some Navy sports. Last words
2: from you, Wags. Well, yeah, I mean, Navy wrestling has turned it around against Army. That's part of the reason there was a coaching change is because Army had started dominating the series and Coach Cola had us turned that around and Navy has beaten Army the last couple of years. So we certainly hope that streak continues. And then, John, before we go out, we probably need to report a little bit of football news. Uh, I uh, broke. The news this week that uh slotback Vincent Terrell Jr., the other starting slotback along with Mikhail Haywood from 2022, he has been suspended from the Navy football team for uh not meeting his responsibilities as a midshipman. So he's at the Naval Academy. He's not going, he's been removed from the roster, he's not going to participate in spring ball. Hopefully, Vincent can get his act together and turn things around and be back on the team by the time August. Preseason camp begins, but uh, Mikael Haywood transferred. He's now at Appalachian State, and Vincent Terrell is suspended. So that's two starting s- slotbacks, kind of guys building blocks on the offensive side of the ball that you may not have next season. Um, and then they the Navy made a coaching hire today, John. Uh, Brian Newberry introduced John Williams as the tight ends coach, and Navy's going all in on tight ends, John. Uh, last year, they were basically – You know, they introduced the tight end as an actual official position, um, and they were basically converted defenders, big guys, and all they were going to do is block. But Coach Newberry and new offensive coordinator Grant Chesnut indicated they want to start getting some tight ends in here similar to Air Force that are, you know, true tight ends that can go downfield and catch some passes, bring a little diversity to the offense. And as I was reviewing the Navy football recruiting list and, We'll have some stories about Navy football recruiting coming up in the Capitol, but uh, there are several tight ends, 6'6, 220 type guys in the recruiting class. So, Navy's going all in on tight ends. And so, Coach Williams was brought in to coach tight ends, and I went through his resume. It appears he's coached tight ends at a number of stops along the way during his career. Tommy Lauren Dean was initially announced as tight ends coach, but he will now be moved over to coach the slot backs where there was a vacancy. I'd, Originally heard that possibly Mike Judge would return to Navy to coach the slot backs, but that clearly did not come to fruition. I don't know what happened there, um, but yeah, new coach. Uh, they finally Coach Newberry has filled out his coaching staff. All done with hiring assistants.
1: Yeah, it's remarkable to me, Wags, and and you said it. I I like the focus on the tight ends, and yeah, I hear like six foot six tight ends coming in, and I start thinking. Watch your back, University of Iowa, like T.J. Hawkinson, my ass. We're going to be the ones with the best tight ends in NCAA football, which is obviously a joke, but I think that that's an important thing for us to do to emphasize that position to really put a stamp on this new offense for Navy football. Um, with that, Wags, we are going to take this baby out. Thank you so much for your analysis. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please go to the Capital Gazette and read Wags's stories. Again, breaking news on Vincent Terrell, breaking news on football hires, breaking news on everything Navy sports. So for Bill Wagner, I am John Schofield. And for Chris Cervello, we are Sing Second Sports, and we will see you next week. We're out.
0: The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own. And don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play by play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show, and from time to time will be part of the podcast segments. <laughs>